Aloha, namaste. I'm Ash. Aloha, namaste. I'm Matt. Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast. We're the yoga couple, by the way. And today <laughs> we're going to be talking about our journey with consciously flipping our energy dynamics, feminine, masculine energy dynamics, and how 10 years ago when we first started our relationship, we were presenting in the opposite energy of what we want to be operating what we would consider ourselves yeah yeah we were operating out of like our repressed shadow aspect Uh, i had repressed my feminine matt had repressed his masculine and so therefore in our relationship i was presenting masculine and he was presenting feminine and it caused a lot of issues communication issues it caused a lot of cooperation issues confusion and it took us several years to pinpoint it and realize oh it's because we're assuming that because you're a specific gender, we're pushing these qualities onto you, but that's actually not the energy that you're in. Like just because I have female sex organs, I wasn't showing up in the typical quote unquote feminine energy way. And just because you had male sex organs, you weren't showing up in the typical quote unquote masculine way. Mm-hmm. Even though we thought we were, I think that's where it makes it really confusing. Yeah. We, and We think we are. And then to an outsider it's very obvious you're not and you're obviously the op- the other yeah. you know so real quick before we dive into today's conversation we just want to say a caveat right away that this discussion on masculine and feminine principles uh, or energies is universal within all humans uh, this has nothing to do with sex gender you, you, or i mean your sexual orientation or gender N- none of that this is just universal principles even in nature even in nature, if you want to think of it as like sun and moon, initiating and responding, yin and yang, the the give and take of, you know, like this is all just, this is a universal energetic concept that all humans have within us. And as humans, we have both energies within us. And what we find is that a person tends to have one that is their dominant some people and we're going to get into this later today some people do try to be a perfect 50 50 but as we'll see later in today's conversation that also has some things that come with it so majority of the time someone wants to be one of them dominant so usually someone's like no i i truly am a masculine dominant energy and i i have made peace and healed my feminine but i still want to be 80 percent masculine the majority of the time and likewise feminine same concept so that's just um the biggest thing we want to clarify right away as a caveat is we're in full support of everybody being whatever energy they want to be and in fact we find that the lgbtq plus community is vastly more self-aware of these energy dynamics and they understand it more because they have to like let's say in a in a homosexual gay couple for example they hundred percent need to know like am i a top am i a bottom am i like am i the feminine energy am i the masculine energy they've had to explore that they had to think about that whereas in heterosexual couples we find this is actually where people are the most confused around this and the most naive and unaware like completely unaware and then they have all these relationship issues that are directly connected to it and they have no idea because they've never thought they needed to think about this and just I, like us like we didn't yeah. either and i also think that this is really a lot of what cause causes 
people to become homophobic or transphobic it's because they haven't reconciled those opposite energies within Within themselves themselves. and so they have this repression and the shadow and then they project it on other people who are openly embracing the opposite energy of their sex their sex and because so, they haven't done that, yeah, it so makes um, them self-aware exactly, or so, self, self-conscious. So reconciling them, understanding that you have both is super important. Mm-hmm. And being okay to acknowledge and honor that your primary energy might not be the same as your sex. And that's okay. And it might be. And that's okay too. And what we found in our relationship is that we started off in the opposite, but mm-hmm. it was actually coming from a repression and a wounded place. I was presenting masculine energy-wise because I had a lot of wounds with femininity. I totally pushed it away. I didn't I didn't feel safe to be in my feminine. Mm-hmm. And you also did not feel safe to be in your masculine. So you were presenting feminine. Mm-hmm. And we have since reconciled that. We've worked so much on our relationship on healing that. And we want to share some of the issues that were coming up in our relationship because I think a lot of people don't realize so common today that they even have this happening and that the the core of those issues has to do with this yeah and i think that we don't even realize that there are names for it yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody just thinks well i'm just having trouble in my relationship it's like yeah bad because there's some pretty obvious things you guys are flipped in your energies and you have no idea and they're like what energies what are you talking about I think it's one of the most common things I see in any relationship counseling that I do. I I literally have not met a couple yet that is like super clear in their energies and they're aware and they're in the energy that they appropriately want to be in. I think literally the most common is the two are flipped. They have no idea they're flipped. It's causing issues. They're not as attracted to each other. They start to get resentful over time and they don't know why. I one of my favorite songs is from Citizen Cope and he has this line he says I want to see you as you want to be seen I want to treat you the way you want to be treated and I think that that's what this comes down to ultimately is you want to be seen the way you see yourself you want to be treated in a specific way and if your partner isn't aware and or you're not actually embodying what you think you are there's all the confusion Confusion right there you don't feel validated in the relationship and and we came to realize that even though we were operating in our wounded energy we could call Mm -hmm. it right brain left brain whatever Mm -hmm. i was like super right brain you were super left brain i wanted you to see me femininely but i wasn't behaving that way Mm -hmm. and you wanted me to respect your masculinity and, but you weren't behaving that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what inspired and motivated us to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, one thing before we move on that I want to make sure and say is there isn't a right and wrong here. So like if if a guy wants to be feminine, that's awesome. And, and he would consider himself straight. That's also, that's, that's awesome. It's not like, oh, he's less of a man. Like that's great. That's, there's no right or wrong. And likewise, if a woman who considers herself um, a, a straight woman who's into men and she's like no i want to be the masculine that's fine there's no right or wrong here it's just are you aware of what you truly enjoy being and do you have the ability to communicate that to a partner because if you don't it will probably cause issues and that's what we want to try to help with today a better or not better but like a, a way you might 
connect with this more is instead of saying i'm a masculine woman you might say like i am a powerful initiating, initiating woman yeah. like i am in my right brain like i am logical i am rational left, like that was left or yeah. sorry left yeah. brain. and i like that's that's how i am you know mm -hmm. and i want to be on i don't want to be forced into the other one because mm -hmm. i'm a woman and yeah, i actually exactly that is not my primary energy and like that's great and you don't have to say like that's masculine it's just you could call it yang you can call it you know whatever mm -hmm. and same with with a, a male a male might say i am more creative like i am more mm -hmm. i'm an artist i'm an artist i'm soft i'm you know more passive i don't want to be forced into conforming into this masculine what you call masculinity mm -hmm. you can still be you know a man and be in a more yin exactly. space and that's fine exactly so with all that said let's go over what do these show up as in a relationship and we'll do our best here it's obviously we're not going to be perfect at describing all the nuance but it will get you thinking about the difference of how this looks so i'll start with like how the well, should we show how it showed up in the in the opposing person so like should i go over how the feminine showed up for me yeah let's so like what's a what's story. a heterosexual okay so we'll share our own story of how this looks so a guy who considers himself masculine but is showing up feminine that was me yeah so i totally thought i was masculine i had no idea here's what it came out as i just wanted to be in love i just wanted to have a good relationship i just wanted to have a good time I wanted to just do the bare minimum as far as my work so that I could get back to having fun, wanted to play, wanted to be spontaneous, wanted to be creative. I was painting, doing music, just wanted to have sex, just wanted to drink, just wanted to party, just wanted to play, just play. So the feminine right brain energy is all about that, especially for when it shows up in a masculine, a, a guy who would consider himself masculine, it really shows up as just wanting to play. And all the relationships that I've counseled when a guy's doing this, they usually drink, they're into gaming, they, they have a hobby that's like they're really addicted to and they love doing. And they usually will just give their, like their life, their relationship or their job especially, just enough to get by. And then they just want to smoke, drink, have a good time. And the constant issue that this shows up in a relationship as is the other partner usually a masculine woman if this is a heterosexual couple she will be getting very frustrated because she's like what the heck i'm like with a teenage boy kind of thing like who just wants to play all the time that's what it looks like when um, a guy who considers himself masculine is stuck in his feminine just kind of wants to play just wants to play all the time the downfall and the things that were happening is that the masculine aspects were getting completely denied mm -hmm. like that sense of responsibility that sense of like i need to protect i need to and do my create security yes create security i need to you know be stable it was like because you were so in your feminine that was all like really i resented it you resented it and you didn't want to hear about it because you had you didn't feel that wasn't a connection point for you mm -hmm. that wasn't like you didn't have a sense of pride in that no and, and actually, I would say my conditioning took it as far as seeing that as bad. I think a lot of my brainwashing that put me into this made me feel like that was toxic of me. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't want that. Come on, be feminine, bro. Like, don't be so like that. Like, don't be into that. And I think that part of my, my journey that also helped put me into this was 
a, a huge narrative that made me feel like me being masculine was a problem. Yeah, and I think that, you know, look at the the vibe today. It's like everything is called yeah. toxic masculinity. Yeah, masculinity I, is getting like canceled, basically. Yeah, I feel like... Unless it's a woman. Like when a woman... Yeah, if a woman does woman it, it's okay. But if a guy does traits, it, like... We're celebrating. He's dangerous. But if a man presents in his masculinity, he is canceled. So... So the clarification, and we're going to make sure and cover this in today's episode, is what I've had to learn with that is, yeah, toxic masculinity is for sure real, but one thing's for damn sure, we need divine masculine. And there is a super healthy form of masculinity that I think has been lost, especially for men. And I think that we are losing it for multiple reasons, and hopefully we'll cover a lot of them today. But this big one for me was, a, a massive narrative that made me feel like I couldn't be a masculine man without people hating me, especially because I'm white. I mean, you you rack up the list. I'm a white male, like from privilege. I especially cannot be masculine because I'm going to be hated for that and it's going to be a problem. But that's not true. It's just, it's just the scare, the fear. And, and Ash mentioned it in the very beginning is... You said I was wounded and felt unsafe to be in my masculine. This is one of the biggest reasons why I feel like I felt unsafe is the only way I feel like I can be a- admired and appreciated as a man is to be feminine. And then everyone goes, oh, look how look how emotionally, like look at, I devoted my whole life to psychology and understanding of wi- women and emotions and you know, like the human's experience and like, shoot, I mean, I couldn't, and then, and then I got praised for that oh wow what a sensitive guy he's so emotionally intelligent la 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 la. and then it just fed it and fed it and fed it and then i then i got married and it turns out you're like what are you doing you're like i don't want this is that i mean that's cool at all matt but it's not like that sexy (laughs) well and then you think about the feminine principle in intimacy right so Mm -hmm. Being more of a receiver. receiver. I'm wanting you to seduce me. Yeah. And so. I'm just waiting around for you to seduce me. This was me. causing a lot of issues because we didn't realize, but. Yeah. Oh, real quick before we transition to you. Pornography. We have to, you know, I'm always talking about this because it's so massive of an issue and a, and a conditioning factor. And one of the biggest reasons uh, that I want to make sure and say is you've got, so we already hit. There's a narrative and it makes perfect sense. We got thousands of years of toxic masculinity causing pain and suffering in this world. I I totally get why the narrative's there. However, we just need to kind of clean up the nuance there of, well, we totally need divine masculine because if you have a world without men and their divine masculine, we are effed. Like we are totally screwed. Who is going to defend? Who is going to take care of anything? (laughs) You know, like who's going to... Like we need divine masculine on the planet. You can't you can't get rid of divine masculine. That'd be like getting rid of the sun. Like you can't do that. You need the initiating energy in this planet. So, okay, so we got that one and there's some nuance to that. The second one that causes this is pornography. This is the number one reason every single guy I have ever met who is in his femininity, especially in his sexuality, he looked at porn or looks at porn me included like 15 years this is what did it to me start looking at pornography when i'm a teenager this also started doing it so why does pornography fem feminize a a heterosexual male or or a heterosexual masculine person it's because the sexual experience with pornography 
is a feminine experience. Let me explain to you again, just energy dynamics here, everybody. You are receiving sexual pleasure for doing nothing. It is the equivalent of um, like just laying like a woman laying on a bed with her loved one. We're going to make this a loving thing and her like spreading her legs for him and being like, I'm yours. That is what pornography is like for men when they sit down. They sit down and they say, oh, great. I'm going to get taken. I'm going to get seduced. I'm going to get aroused now. Someone's going to love me for however long. And so we sit down. We don't do anything. We're not doing anything. We're just receiving, 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 receiving. So what this does is it conditions us in our real life experiences that our feminine partners should do that to us. And so, and it, and it can even go as far as guys literally like wanting their woman to penetrate them. Like that's how far this goes. But it's the point of they, how it usually presents themselves is they're waiting for their feminine partner to initiate them. And so usually these relationships don't have a lot of sex over time because she's waiting for him to initiate her and he's waiting for her to initiate him. And so what's usually happening is they're both just waiting around because she doesn't want to have to initiate him sexually because it's like a performance. It's not natural for her. If she wants to be in her feminine, this is. And so instead, they're both just kind of waiting around, which usually makes the guy just go back to porn because he's like, well, I'm tired of waiting. So I'm going to just go back to porn and take it again, or, or shall we say, get it again. And so this creates a huge feminization process of the male brain again, the heterosexual male brain who would consider himself masculine, just to nuance that out. So this masculine person thinks they're masculine, but they don't realize that they're actually heavily in their feminine because pornography has taught them to just receive sexual pleasure for doing nothing. And that translates to so many other things in life. Then, then, like then you that, you're just going to receive security. You're just going to receive yep. like a pleasant life without putting in the effort. And I think like the biggest thing that was happening in our relationship dynamic was that the resentment was coming from you being in that waiting, receiving, everything's going to be fine. You know, it, it's almost like Peter Pan syndrome. 100%. And then me being super like masculine and taking on all the responsibility, the the sense of security, the the logical thinking, thinking about our future, you know, take thinking about actionable steps. And it's like I'm living in my masculine. And so of course I'm not gonna feel sexy and feminine like later in an intimate moment because mm-hmm. I've been showing up masculine all day. Mm-hmm. Um as you were talking about that male not initiating during sex and wanting to be more on the receiving end. There is a, if you guys watch the white Lotus, there's a really good scene in white Lotus season two, where one of the guys is paying for a prostitute and the initial scenes of him paying for the prostitute is exactly what you just described with porn. Yeah, she is going to take care of him. Yeah, he pays her and she services him. Yeah, he literally just stand. He was like, the scene is he's just standing there. Yeah. For example. And does nothing, does right? Does nothing. And so then they fall in love or whatever. They have this like deeper connection. And there's this romantic scene for the first time you see it flipped. He initiates her. He kisses her. He puts her on the bed. You can just see her falling into her feminine. And for the first time, she's not a prostitute. She's 
in her feminine energy being pursued by a, a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting that even the producers of the show painted that picture of the difference of her being in prostitution, being in a masculine, servicing her, servicing him, him doing nothing and just receiving. And then the actual attraction between them, when there was actual attraction, he became a masculine initiating energy for the first time and she was in a receiving, being romanced, being, mm-hmm. being uh, you know, feminine. And I, I, I really saw that and was like, oh, okay, like this is exactly, this is exactly it in so many people's relationships and people aren't, aren't seeing it and aren't aware. aware. Yeah, yeah, so. I want to say one last thing is that for for her, why was it she being in her masculine? Because she was working. Exactly. She was performing. She was having to provide for herself. That wasn't probably very enjoyable for her because she is working. Yep. And so it's like, if you are already being in your masculine all day, thinking about the family, thinking about the house, thinking about the money, thinking about the bills, thinking about appointments, thinking logic, 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 planning, 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 uh, responsibility, 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 safety, security, managing, overseeing, mm-hmm. initiating, mm-hmm. telling everybody what to do, mm-hmm. governing everybody's life and your family. And then now you're going to go to sex and now you're going to also have to work and perform mm-hmm. and be in your mask. It's like, that's why sex isn't enjoyable. I think for a lot of women in marriages, because it's just an act of performance and work and there isn't any, uh, they're being expected to be in the masculine yeah. and basically be that like to put it bluntly using this analogy like to be a porn, porn star, star for yeah. him or a prostitute for him and it's like i already did like, all this all day long that. and now i gotta service you and it's like when do i get to be feminine and i'm sure if you're a woman listening to this you were nodding your head being like yeah because it's it. like this is what i'm doing all day long is thinking about all these things yeah feeling like maybe there's not a masculine energy supporting or even concerned with these things because they're more concerned with pleasure and being left alone and relaxing and Mm -hmm. getting to check out and being receiving and it's like this is what drives a feminine person into their into their wounded masculine yeah or into their masculine because their feminine is wounded because it's not safe it's not safe for me to be feminine if I become feminine, then we're both feminine. So who's going to protect us? Who's going to take care of the responsibilities? Who's going to pay the bills? Who's, who's going to handle everything? That? Who's going to think about our future? If I become feminine, we're going to die. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So because like, I'm t- I'm already drunk. Exactly. <laughs> I'm already having a good time. Exactly. I'm already like, babe, we're good because the feminine's in the moment. So I'm going right? to stay on high alert so, and so, be future oriented. Yeah. So just to clean that up for a second. Th- to keep going over the nuance because for a lot of you listening this could be completely new concepts so the feminine energy is in the present it's it's the right brain that is spontaneously creatively present like super present because in order to have something spontaneous and creative happen you have to be radically present the left brain the masculine energy is completely not in the present in a lot of ways they are predicting they are calculating they are planning they're thinking about the future and they're thinking about the winter that's about to come and they're like wow we should set aside this is where it started in the primal days do we have a shelter do we have food set aside because the snow is going to come and the animals are going to go away and the crops are not going to be around so did i prepare for that and those who could manage these two energy dynamics well survived and then kept passing on their genetic code. And so you needed both hemispheres 
to survive. So as Ash was saying there, if you've got two people in a relationship where they're feminine, you're like, you're, We're gonna you're fucked. Like, who, who's going to think of the future? So here's what's interesting is that this is such a common issue. Super common. That right. women are really getting resentful of men. 100%. And they're like, well, why do I even need a man? Because listen to this. It's like, I'm already a woman. I have like that natural feminine principle within me of like romance and pleasure and beauty. Like that's innate. Like it's there, you know? And now I've learned how to be masculine. I can take care of my own shit. I can plan. I can be a badass. Mm-hmm. I can handle my money. I can make my own money. I can I can be very logical. I can be very rational. I can do all of these things. And it's mm-hmm. like, so why do I need you? Yeah, I'm just a boy. Now I'm just now like having just, a teenage son. It's like, I don't want a child. <laughs> who, and it's like, who randomly wants to have sex okay. and you're like, oh my God. Now guys, <laughs> men. Men are like, all right, I'm rational. I'm logical. I'm physical. I can handle things. I'm strong. I got strong, porn. And... I have porn. I can get sex from porn. I have alcohol. I have marijuana. I, marijuana. I can get all the pleasure and all the beauty of life. I can take it for myself. So why take do I need a woman? Why do I need a woman? And so now we're becoming this narcissistic society. That's where isolated. That's isolated. And every single person is taking the other energy for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're calling it powerful and saying, I'm independent and I am self-sufficient. And it's all within me. And in one aspect, if you have codependency, that's good for you to realize that you can find it within yourself. Mm-hmm. But actually... What this is really doing for a lot of people is it's robbing them of interdependence. Which and is, intimacy. Which, and intimacy and connection, which is we do need each other. We do function as a tribe, as a village. We do need other people. It, we, do, we, we, we need another person to make a child. Their life requires both. To, mm-hmm. We need both of us. Although then science says, well, I can just adopt or I can just take that for myself too. But still, it's still coming from the <laughs> yeah, opposite. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I'm just showing how crazy it's gotten to the point where you literally can just prove like, I literally don't need a partner. Yeah. And so it's getting to this point of super hyper autonomy where we don't value the other person and we don't have space for them in our life. Mm-hmm. We're not making space for the other person. Mm-hmm. There is no purpose for you in my life because i'm an i am everything myself and a lot of people will say well that's healthy because i don't need you Mm -hmm. i want you but it's not true that's not how it ends up playing out so two things i want to make sure we hit before we keep cruising through this is first i want to make sure and go over how the masculinity showed up for you let's make sure and cover that because we spent a lot of time going over how it presents the femininity for me um but then before we get into that, but I just don't want to forget is the other thing to what you were saying is in order to have true attraction, especially sexually, you, you need a polarity of these energies. And this is what's so important is if you take both these energies by yourself, you're basically attracted to yourself in a lot of ways. Literally, if I were to be a little more mature with you guys right now, Let's think of like, if I look at my journey and I'm literally masturbating, I'm having sex with myself. Am I not? I, that woman is on a screen that per that those people, whoever the heck I'm watching or whatever I'm looking at, they're not with me. No, they're not. I am in a dark room by myself. Nope. I'm by myself. Right. And if you really get honest with this shit, you're just by yourself. You are, you are by yourself. 
And so in order to have true intimacy, you need the polarity of the energies. And, and that's what creates the true spark of attraction. Yeah. And this is causing, like I said, it's causing narcissism because it's basically being like, I am everything. Everything is within me. I which don't need like, anybody. Which is which is a rebellion and a response to that codependency and, and that feeling disempowered. And yeah. now we're swinging so hard in the other direction that we think that we don't need other people. And here's the thing is realizing you need another person requires humility and courage courage cooperation patience accountability accountability and these are all values and um what is that word uh attributes, attributes qualities qualities that we as humans we need to develop and we it's need, good for us <laughs> accountability is really good <laughs> yeah we need another person humility is very important yeah these virtues yeah, virtues we need another person to help us develop these virtues and that is so humbling to realize like well, the you ego can't, the ego can't handle that yeah you, that triggers the ego's pride for you sure you cannot become these things on your own you can't become compassionate by alone. yourself you cannot become patient by yourself mm -hmm. you cannot become forgiving and empathetic by yourself we need another person and when we take everything for ourselves and we're there's no more room and and we're and actually what it is is like we're actually just terrified we're so terrified True. of the pain and the hurt and the heartbreak True. and the uh, betrayal and the you know our expectations not being met that our defense and our coping mechanism as a society is like fine i don't need anybody i'll be it myself and so mm -hmm. like that's what we're seeing i think in the dating world right now is like mm -hmm. everybody's celebrating their hyper independence but then they're missing out so much on these other virtues of cooperation and seeing that needing a partner is actually a very humbling, healthy thing for us to mm -hmm. accept. Not from a codependent place, from a humble mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And also you miss out on the, the really trippy stuff of love. First of all, you miss out on love. Yeah let's just right be honest there. that's the word because <laughs> if you're by yourself there is no love you're in love with yourself but i would actually just say you're in a prideful narcissistic relationship with yourself you're not truly in love with yourself because to have true love the highest the actual love not just prideful ego attachment love true love requires trust you have to have trust. You can't trust without another because, person. <laughs> and you can't trust without a person because if it's just you, then it's just you. And so there is no trust because there is no duality of another person with their own free will. There is something so profound about being in a relationship with another person who has their own complete free will and they choose you every day. That is so humbling and it's filled with gratitude and you feel lucky and you feel inspired and you feel so loved and you feel so incredible that you cannot have that by yourself. You cannot, if you just choose yourself every day, it's like, I choose me, it's like, cool. But if you were to take that same version of you and then create an alternate reality where that same you was madly in love and loved by another human, that loved and, and loving version of you would be profoundly more powerful, inspired, bright, glowing, happier, Everything, every quality you ever want that you think you're going to get doing this whole take the energy myself thing. If we were to be able to do a split screen and show you the version of you that is found true love, you would be like, fuck, give me that. 
that is way you you just be a way higher potential of yourself it's not really even a question yeah and i think but i know that's hard to hear i know that's humbling and it's the ego your ego might be super triggered if that's you from a codependent place saying i choose me is a healthy step to gaining that wholeness nuance nuance. but then eventually when you heal and you evolve through that the next step is to say i choose you and that is humbling to my ego to put someone else before myself to compromise Mm -hmm. to to care so much that you know sometimes i do sometimes i do put you your needs I think about your needs before my own. Mm-hmm. And that's a healthy thing for me to do at this point. Yeah, in, in that relevant context. Yeah. And I think I would add to that too, I choose us. There you go. And in letting myself become a unit. One, one of my favorite compliments that we've gotten throughout our relationship together is every once in a while, someone will say like business partners or friends that know us well, they're like, well, if you're talking to Ash, you're talking to, you're talking to Matt too. Or if you're yeah. talking to Matt, you're talking to Ash. And People with codependency probably be like, oh my God, they're a match. And it's like, no, no, no. It just means that we're such a unit. We're such on the same page that what we speak and what we say is a unified front. Yeah. And again, the amount of power and self-confidence you derive from knowing you are a unit and you're a family with someone, especially when you start bringing kids or those types of things into situations, Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's so, it's so incredibly empowering to realize. So that's a huge component for sure is realizing that there's something profound that comes out of learning to enjoy these energies within another person and exploring, exploring the dynamics and all the things that come from that and, and realizing that it's going to make you both better. And there's something really cool about that. And then one thing too that you just made me think of is working through the nuances of each other finding what that means to us, letting them be what they want to be and helping them discover it and then trusting the other person to be the other energy. Exactly. So for example, I don't need to take the feminine for myself because I'm going to trust that you're going to be that. So, or likewise, you're going to, you don't need to take the masculine for yourself because you're going to trust in me that I'm going to be that for you. Yeah. Oof. And th- this sounds like, obvious and easy but it's not it's been it's it's been such a journey for me to get to a place where i feel like i can trust you to play that masculine role in our relationship and managing our life and i don't need to be it and Mm -hmm. same for you to let go and be like i trust that you're going to bring in all that femininity and 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 let me be that and it's like it's almost like when you're on a team let's say like sports or something and you don't trust your teammates and you don't let them play their position (sighs) And it's like you're domineering everybody and not trusting that like they're going to play their position. Mm -hmm. And instead, we're taking them all on and being like, I'm going to be them all myself because I don't trust you. We're in a relationship. We live together. But technically, like, I'm going to be all of the all the roles and you're going to be all the roles because we don't really trust each other. We're not actually cooperating as a team. Mm -hmm. And so there's something really beautiful with clarifying what like player do you want to be in this life and letting that person have that responsibility and that trust that you're giving them and that that power and that confidence that you're giving that confidence in them that they'll be that and so it's been really interesting for us to let go of the one that we were wounded with and like you know 
clinging to and be like, hey, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to pass the ball over to you mm-hmm. and like trust like you're going to be that be that for me now. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful that, that has been. So back to me being in my masculine. Yep. Is that I was, you know, 10 years ago presenting in my masculine completely unaware. I had no idea. I thought I was like a girl, a girly girl. Turns out I was like super masculine. I was bossy. I was very logical and rational. I was Little business tycoon. Forward thinking. When you met me, I was mm-hmm. I had just purchased a yoga franchise yep. and I was Obsessed like obsessed with business, security, I had hustle. A studio opening and I was like, Hey, you're moving to Vegas. I have a business. We're doing yep. this. Like we're gonna grind. You're we're gonna, gonna do this. I was just like I had the future plan. I knew what we were doing. You I told about you what money. to do. I didn't think about money. I thought about having a good time. You were like, great, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I I think I was just very, I, I was this way because mostly my dad was a big influence in my life because my mom was ill and she struggled with drug addiction. And so a lot of my formative years, she wasn't as present with me. She wasn't as available. She had her own issues. And my dad was kind of like a primary caregiver for me. And so I was raised primarily by a very, you know, masculine way of thinking. And I just, you know, he taught me to be, don't ever rely on a man. Don't ever think a man's going to do it. Like you can do it all yourself. You can take care of yourself. You can be great. You can do all these things like you're awesome. You're a badass. You can compete with the boys. You can outdo the boys. And so I was just like, I didn't even realize anything about it. I just thought like I'm a badass, but I didn't realize that it didn't really allow in our relationship you to be that for me because I took it for myself. And so then the unconscious repercussion is that I didn't respect you. I didn't admire you because I respected and admired myself. And I was like, I'm handling this. What are you doing? And and that wasn't right. And I, I had no idea that, that I was doing that. I had no I had no idea that I was dominating in that sense and not allowing you to step up to to be in that initiating, forward thinking, security bringing, providing energy. I just I just I feel so bad about it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you don't need sorry. to feel bad because I didn't mind. I liked it. Yeah. As as confusing as it is, it's like what you'll usually find if you if you are in this situation is it's a it, there's like the the wounded side of you is like great. I love this. Go ahead and worry about our security so I can keep at playing. Because I just want to play. That's me being my Finman, right? We talked about that. So if she wants to be super masculine, part of me, the wounded part of me is like, great. I found a, a freaking sugar mama, basically. Like I found someone who is going to be that for me so I don't have to worry about all our responsibilities. I can just keep having a good time. And then though, there's the part of you that knows your potential and it knows your truth. And that's the part of me that knows authentically my truth is to be a masculine being. That's what I'm here to be. But I'm scared or I'm insecure and I don't know if I can do that. And I don't I can't trust. And I did it. And then all the fears are actually behind it. And that part of me knew this 
can't stay this way. We have to change this. We have to work on this. As scary as it is, we need to change this. And, and here's the real why is because we're both unhappy deep down. Yeah. And it, that is the biggest thing that I think all couples eventually realize. And as a couples counselor, hearing people over and over and over again, what do we all say? We're burnt out. We're exhausted. We get bitter. We get resentful. It's It just doesn't work long term. It just doesn't because your truth is not being honored. And this also tends to happen when two of the same energy are together. There tends to be issues that start to come up over time. If you have two masculines together, two feminines together, there just tends to be issues that start to arise out of that. I think that when there's two masculine energies, they become very competitive and um, it's like nobody respects the other person leading. It's like, I want to, I want to you know, give my opinion. We're going to do it this way. No, we're going to do it this way. No. And it's like this competing the to be the alpha a, male. And yeah, it's the like, relationship's a competition. Yeah. And I think that that wasn't very much what we've experienced ourselves, but I have witnessed it. in a lot of people mm -hmm. is like, they're both trying to be the like alpha in initiating leader. And it's like, nobody wants to surrender and, and trust and trust and follow mm -hmm. and that is a, a very beautiful role to like step into it takes a lot of courage Again, actually because that it takes requires love yeah love and so what we found in our relationship is that you know the issues that we were experiencing was that it was more so creating like resentment and so oh, let me say the two feminines so you got two masculines they're competing and they're just this the people who bicker all the time it's a, it's a power couple that are fighting and arguing a lot because there's no clear leader and so it's a constant competition to who's the alpha yeah who's telling who what to do who's the leader it's two people who both want to be the get leader their way and who's <laughs> gonna surrender it's like our cats are both boys and they like play with each they, other like, wrestle every day and it's like who's gonna be that they're trying yeah, to show who's like the alpha? who's gonna be the alpha and it's like you see couples you know heterosexual couples who are a woman and a man but that they're behaving they're like they're masculine. trying to al alpha each other like that and it's really interesting and then on the flip side the two feminine which we've seen this as well is there's no direction there's both no direction. people are very passive and they don't necessarily it's argue going in circles in life but they also really don't get anywhere and they suffer and struggle with you know maybe not having good finances mm -hmm. or not having any structure to their not life having any structure, not, having routine, not maybe knowing no progress no progress honestly. like struggling to have any mm -hmm. solid root foundation things yeah. you know like solid career solid <laughs> home solid direction solid family it's like those seem so unattainable because no one's really stepping in the masculine and leading and they're both just kind of you know it's like hippie vibes. Like yeah. we're just kind of like going with the flow all the time. It's like two artists yeah. together. Yeah, so yeah. so here's an example we've too. We've been I, there too. Yeah, you just made me think of um so to keep adding languaging for everybody to keep learning to how how to talk about this with your with people or your partner is so the feminine is also another good way is it's a circle. So if you think of the feminine cycle, it's it's a cycle, right? It's a circle. It's like a moon. It's a monthly cycle. So the feminine is equated with circles and non-linear. It's non-linear. So it's another good thing to make sure and go over. And then the masculine is a straight line and it's consistent. 
And so if you have two masculines, you have two people arguing which direction it should go. Yeah. Right. Because they're both straight lines and they're an arrow. They're like, we need to go this way. And the other person's like, no, we're going to go this way. So that's what that one looks like. And then if you have two yin, two feminines together, it's two circles going in circles. So you just made me think of to make sure and go over that too is it's another great way. Linear, nonlinear. And then when you combine them, you get like the infinity sign. You get like the line and the circle and you get these cycles of going through life infinitely, making progress and circling back, learning lessons, making progress. Yeah, circling back and you got like the infinity. I love that. While making progress. Yeah, you have like this beautiful, this dynamic and dance. Infinite journey. Infinite journey together. Yeah. So with us what what was happening with us being flipped though we weren't both the same energy but we've had i think seasons of being in the same energy as we're like trying to flip mm-hmm. is that i think what it really caused for us was being an opposite created resentment because i think deep down i didn't want to be the masculine i just fell into it because i was so scared to be feminine how am yeah. i going to be feminine who's going to take care of me who's going to yeah i think Real quick too, to go over your more of your story that I think we need to add to that too, is there's also a societal narrative there too of, you know, in the modern society, we don't, we don't marry how we used to. For, for starters, we don't really marry that much anymore in the first place. And if we do, we're way older by the time we do. Whereas before, you wouldn't have left your father's home until another masculine said, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be your husband now. So women today, there's also that whole narrative of women are being pushed to be their own masculine, to work for themselves, take care of themselves. So that whole dynamic is long gone. And women who want to do that, that's fine. Again, yeah. I, we want to keep saying these things. Like, And men that want to be super feminine, be yin and, and artists and be a circle, be a circle. Be whatever. Like, that's great. Be whatever you guys want to be. For me, though, be. I was over it. Yeah. I, we I, personally didn't want to be these things. I thought I wanted that until yeah, I did it. And I realized the repercussions and how unnatural it was for me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I I was only doing it because I didn't even know I had a choice to be feminine. Yeah. I wasn't raised feminine at all. At all. Like my Your mom dad raised you. Didn't even sure. have a period for first of all. She got mm-hmm. a hysterectomy when she was 21. She had me at 19. I didn't, she didn't even tell me about periods. She didn't even know about periods really because mm-hmm. I, nobody taught me how to be a woman. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. I was really raised to be very masculine. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me how to be masculine. And I didn't know anything about femininity. I didn't even know it was a choice. It was super repressed in me. And in fact, I kind of found it appalling in the same way toxic masculine guys are. Yeah. I would be like, ew. You found it like weaker. Like, those girls are so emotional. I'm not emotional. I'm logical and rational and like study and like, I don't do girly things. Like, I always actually prided myself. Some people call that, they call it a pick me girl nowadays, but I, I didn't know I was doing this. I just, I didn't, I didn't relate. I didn't have a feminine figure in my life to teach me how to be a girl or be a girl's girl or be feminine. Like, I didn't have Mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. And so like, I didn't get it. I didn't know like, how to do that and so hey real quick before you keep going that also just reminded me why the third and, and major reason why masculine men who, who, who would think they're heterosexual masculine men that's what they would well it doesn't really necessarily about sexual orientation the point is men who think who would consider themselves masculine usually they get stuck in their feminine the third other most common reason is because they're raised by their moms and that was 
that was a large part me, but also especially obvious with single moms. And Ash just made me think of that is if dads aren't around or the father is checked out and he, this is the really common way it tends to look is maybe they do have a dad around and a strong or, or not a strong, but a masculine person around, but he only shows up at work. And when he comes home, he's in feminine. So he's checked out. He's just drinking his beer. He's watching TV at that point. He's not present he's anymore. He's not role modeling. He's not role modeling, role modeling masculinity anymore. He's turned it off because he only does it at work. Then he comes home. He's like, nope, I'm in feminine now. And he turns it off. The other though most obvious is the amount of men being raised by single moms. That's where it comes from too. And so same with Ash. Basically her mom wasn't around. So she was in a lot of ways, her formative years, raised by a single dad. So here we are, me just being innately masculine because I didn't know any different mm -hmm. and going into life, getting into a marriage and then realizing, you know, throughout the marriage as we started to cooperate through our life that I was becoming bitter, resentful, exhausted, overwhelmed. And I realized I couldn't sustain being in the energy because it really wasn't natural to me. Mm -hmm. And I started to get curious and want to embrace like, what would it be like if I explored femininity? What would it be like if I explored feeling safe and secure and like I can rest and relax and receive and that like I'm provided for and I'm taking care of or I can take care of myself and put my self-care first. I don't have to think about, you know, survival and business and like, you know, achieving and like our future. Like what would it be like if I was more in a nurturing role and I nurtured myself and nurtured our home and nurtured you and and just got to be beautiful. And yeah, got to be beautiful. Care about like <laughs> and, and the luxuries to, of life. And, yeah, and got to just be you know, in let's, pleasure. Let's and, like, have a day of rest and yeah. let's have a beautiful like experience and let's go on mm -hmm. this, you know, trip together and let's That'd have be so romance. Romantic. I wasn't exactly. thinking about romance. You know what's so funny is like men are like complaining like they don't have sex or whatever. It's like I wasn't thinking about having sex. You're too busy like, worried about where's the money gonna come from. No, now I'm like that's a priority for me to think mm -hmm. about, you know, intimacy and stuff with you and it's important to me. But before it wasn't important to me. Not relevant. And so I was getting resentful at, at a certain point because I realized you actually were showing me what the feminine principle was. And I realized, yep. I hey, want that. I want that. <laughs> I think that's what I'm supposed to be. And you were getting resentful of me yeah. because I was acting like the masculine initiating you, yeah. telling you what to do, leading everything. And you were like, wait a second. I'm a strong yeah, leader. Yeah, get off my back. What are like, you doing? Why, are, why do you think you need to tell me what to do in the first place? Well, and what that usually comes off for, for those of you who might find yourselves in this dynamic, because again, it's super common. So don't feel like, oh God, like I'm the only one. Like literally we did it too. Uh, the, the way it will usually feel, two, two ways to pinpoint it is either she'll be constantly initiating you or it feels like she's nagging or like she's the mother. Yep. And that's usually how it comes off. So like for Ash, I would literally tell her sometimes like when we were upset with each other that I feel like she's just always nagging me and I'm never good enough and like like shut the like get off my back like just leave me alone and I think this brings us to a really 
well, did you want to say anything else about this? Because I want to transition to the next topic here. No, it's good. I think this really describes like how it was presenting and yeah. why it was causing issues and what motivated us to even want to. Yeah, it wasn't working. Flipping. It wasn't working. Okay, so the biggest thing then is once we started to see all of these dynamics and start to want to switch them, the biggest thing was, all right, we both are feeling like something's off i'm tired of feeling nagged i'm not good enough ash is like well hey i like i'm tired of worrying about our security and our survival and we both then add to the confusion we think we're being what the person said like we think we're being masculine she thinks she's being feminine and then we realize we're not and then we're like holy crap we want to change this because this no wonder we're so frustrated with each other so before we go into making the switch I want to make sure and hit what is it that the two energies are craving to feel and this is another good food for thought for you guys to contemplate a good way to pinpoint this so the way the feminine energy feels the most love this is like what it's seeking in life and again this list is not exhaustive but it will at least definitely get you thinking in the right direction the feminine energy wants to feel secure safe wanted heard seen understood and to be able to be in that like beauty luxury pleasure safety of life i was gonna say did safety I, did I nail to it? feel safe and to feel secure mm -hmm. so that they can express creatively, creatively yes yeah, spontaneity because that spontaneity and that creativity cannot happen without the initiating yeah, feel secure. security and so that is that has to be the underlying thing is safety security is is provided mm -hmm. and that allows the feminine so we're gonna get to that to be creative spontaneous fun in love all these beautiful things to nurture to add and here's a really good way to think about it is like let's say the masculine is creating security and providing they provide a house and the woman, or not the woman, but the feminine energy or whoever is feminine says, great, thank you for providing that house. Now I'm going to make it a home. I'm going to expand and amplify that. The masculine is providing the ingredients, the food. And then the feminine is like, and I'm going to turn that into a, a meal. nurturing meal. The masculine's like, hey, I'm going to provide a sperm. A sperm. And you're going to turn it into a baby. And I'm going to turn it into a baby. Like exactly. that's kind of like the idea. So you can think about, is that playing out? in the relationship and i just want to do a plug real quick like if you're fascinated by this and this is like oh my gosh this is what we need we actually do have a, a program it's called namaste together i think it's only like 69 dollars, and it's 13 days of ch challenge videos that we recorded live in zoom with with a group with a couple hundred mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. and we have this as one of the topics topics and like homeworks for you and your partner to explore is like how to identify what you are mm -hmm. what you want to be and strategies to overcome it and it also has so many other strategies like strategies for identifying your core root traumas so many things. strategies for uh communication identifying your coping mechanisms your defense mechanisms and having a strategy for fighting it's basically a challenge for, it's called namaste together of how to have the most optimal relationship and if you're on the verge of 
you think breaking up or divorce we have had dozens of people tell us and write us these long heartfelt emails and say like this literally saved my marriage mm-hmm. we've Changed met people us. in person too this made us get engaged we had that happen we've like, heard it be called premarital counseling as mm-hmm. an alternative and we've also had dozens of people say this literally you guys literally this literally saved my marriage and put us on a whole new track so mm-hmm. if this topic is fascinating you and you want to dive into it with your partner sign up for the challenge it's in the challenge you guys can work this out mm-hmm. okay so so those are the feminine needs right now it's almost it's funny though because in a lot of ways well no 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 actually it's perfect so those are the feminine needs now here's the catch and you already started to allude to it is this is what guys got to understand this is what masculines need to understand the masculine has to go first whoever's the masculine then, is the initiator then they will get their needs and feel loved met okay and so at first i was like wait i should have said the masculine it's like no 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 actually it was perfect so the masculine's purpose in is going to drive so much power and meaning from meeting those needs for his feminine making her feel secure or them feel secure making them feel safe loved and wanted and heard and understood da, da, da. and she's going to be spontaneous and glowing and multiplying and 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 being like so bountiful in all things love joy pleasure romance all of that okay this then is going to ripple back to to the masculine and this is what the masculine psyche craves to feel loved this is how they feel the most empowered or sorry the most loved is the masculine wants to feel powerful admired admired respected they want to feel capable they want to feel celebrated they want to feel uh like they're the leader they actually want to feel like masculinity has a lot of uh performance based all performance that that's healthy for them to be performance based is like that's what they crave is that yes that admiration for their performance give me a mission a mission right give me an objective Yeah. yeah and the feminine if you don't if you feel exhausted by that if you feel stressed by being accomplishment driven or mm-hmm. task oriented linear this is so great like how do you know how yeah, do you, how know, do you know, know if you're a feminine or masculine like me i get i feel exhausted by that i'm like mm-hmm. wait you're asked you're telling me that i need to be accomplishment driven performance driven linear tra- task driven uh consistent consistent good luck consistent <laughs> i need to do the same task consistently and have consistent hormones no i hate hearing that i am super inconsistent one day i have energy one day i feel tired one day i'm on my period one day i'm in my ovulation one day i'm inspired all over the place one day i'm not one day i'm driven and i don't want to be task oriented i don't want to be performance please don't look at my performance so, so here's a catch trying to hold you accountable to that brings you exhaustion and stress and this is one of the biggest things that women in their stuck in their masculine that's the common complaint they're getting burnt out they don't like it they're exhausted it feels like a double standard blah 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 blah. those are all the common ways it sounds because i'm not meant to operate that way that's not my primary energy okay so how do you know if you're a guy or shall we just say if you're a masculine and you're stuck in your feminine here's what it sounds for us 
well, fuck, like, I just want to have a good time. Like, I want it. Where's the pleasure? Like, enough. I'm sick of working. I don't want to do this. I just want to, like, blow off some steam. Like, leave me alone. Like, the craving is for fun. And you feel like life isn't very fun if you don't take it. And so, for this person, they feel burnt out by the mission, burnt out by the objective, and they're, they're annoyed by that. Instead, they just want to have fun. And they just want to drink usually. It usually has a lot to do with drinking, gaming, and pornography because they're all instant gratification, pleasure seeking. Oh, and nowadays, especially like marijuana or exploring other drugs because those are fun. They just want to have an experience. And most likely too, it'll usually come out as like being burnt out by the grind, burnt out by work, burnt out by showing up to a mission, burnt out by tasks. And they, they just want to be left alone to be in pleasure. Okay, so that was the, the wounded aspect. So my mm-hmm. wounded feminine is like, I felt like I couldn't relax. Mm-hmm. I can't just be in sensuality. I can't even have sex without thinking about all the stresses and problems that I needed to deal with. My head wasn't even there. Which is so funny, right? Because that's usually the stereoty- stereotype of like the businessman who like is thinking of work yeah, while they're like, trying to have sex you became that oh yeah like you my were, head was just you like the stereotype of the burnt out businessman <laughs> oh my gosh it was terrible <laughs> and so these things were so irrelevant to me relaxing having a day off who has time for that yeah that's another feminine quality is relaxation so the burnt out masculine he just wants to relax leave yeah. me alone let me and relax i let me have good time. deny my feminine couldn't even fathom how that was even relevant mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i thought i looked down on it and was like I don't have time to relax. I have so many things I need to do. I just busy, 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 handling everything. And that I couldn't, when I had the opportunity to relax, I couldn't because I was so stressed. And yep. so I would actually burn myself out. I would get sick. My body would get go into burnout and I would have to physically lay down. But the entire time I would be stressing, thinking, contemplating, or I would literally work on my computer in bed and be doing whatever I could as I'm resting. I'm not resting. I could not rest. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And then the masculine for you, like, well, the I was going to say, not feeling respected. Y- yeah, not feeling respected, not feeling all those needs I wanted to be admired, to be all of that. And then also the irony, too, with le- kind of building off of that irony you just described is then because <laughs> you're getting all burnt out and exhausted. What was the, this was another reason, motivation that helped us catch this, you guys. So if you're, if you're, you know, really resonate with this conversation. This was another one that helped us spot it is when she would get burnt out like that, what would that immediately impinge upon? Me having a good time because now I got to take care of her. Now I got to show up to that. I'm like, oh, fucking ruining my good time. Like I'm just trying to play and like now I got to step up and take care of shit. And so then I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel like I was having fun anymore. So it, it you basically find out that this approach is getting ruined for both of you. Yep. You both don't feel, you don't feel good in it. You don't feel good uh, with the repercussions and you start to catch on. The, the point is you start to notice problems, whether it's in your intimacy whether it's in your daily like happiness and your moods or whether it's in like your big picture life vision with your partner, you just overall start to feel a little off about it. And so now I want to make sure and go over the healthy version of this. When now, now as I've taken over more of that true masculinity for myself, I actually get jacked on those things. I love achieving shit. I'm like super into it. I love having a plan. I love being linear. 
I love achieving and like seeing a result and having, you, you know, like working on something and seeing something come to life. I love working on our home. I love making money. I love having security. I love, I love all that shit. I really do. Taking care of me now. Yeah, and I love taking care of you. <laughs> nothing makes so me sexy. happier. Yeah, nothing <laughs> makes me happier than seeing you happy. Like yeah. nothing makes me happier than knowing I I'm providing that. Yeah. And providing you these things. And then likewise, you know, I guess you could speak to your the feminine version of it is you probably feel I feel safe. I feel se- safe. Exactly. Secure. I feel like I can like relax into my life. And, and do I, you I appreciate love that? you. And do you love it? I admire you. I respect you. I'm like obsessed with you. I'm so in love with you. you. You're like the admiration that you always wanted me to have towards you, I think. It's finally there now. Yeah, it's like there because like we're, our roles are flipped. And so yeah. like I have the space and the capacity to just love and adore you and appreciate you and i want to nurture you i like make you three meals a day yeah i should like, like all i the never used to cook these days I, I i'm like, like this is great i literally told matt like several years ago i was like you should get a private chef then because i don't have time for yeah, that yeah because i was expecting I was her like, to to help out with that but then she was like i don't have time for that because she's busy really working too she's she like, was oh, like what can we like take care of the house i was like you should hire a maid because and, i don't and, have time for yeah. that exactly <laughs> no i like take care of everything she loves it I just, you know, I, I'm slower. I rest when I need to rest. I take care of myself. I've never felt healthier and more beautiful. I had no time to take care of myself. My body, I was like gaining weight. I had all these health issues. My yeah, we hair went, was falling yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, we went like years well, without you ever getting like anything, like your hair done or anything. You yeah. never got to like get pampered. Now, I think my you've hair already been pampered more than the last six months than ever before. Honestly, I think my hair, because if you guys follow us on social media, you know, like my hair started falling out. I think my hair fell out at the end of all of it yeah it was like a reset it's like i had i finally had softened in my feminine and then like finally like i let go and yeah and then it it just like i shed like crazy but yeah now i just feel so just glorious so so here's and you're glowing uh and And we have sex every day the intimacy is a whole other (laughs) level and we and then our most recent episode uh, now you guys will know a little bit more of the nuance of that is in our, in our last episode, we talked about intimacy over the 10 years and how insanely better it is after doing all this inner work. This was a massive component about it, but I don't think we were quite had the words yet to talk about it. But now if you did listen to that last episode, you'd be like, ah, this is why this is what they're referring to. This was a massive component of our intimacy going to a whole other level because once we flipped this, it was a total game changer. I just wanted to say this quote that I saw on social media that really resonated with us. And it said, before you're married, the devil will do everything it can to get you to have as much sex as possible. And then after you're married, the devil will do everything it can to get you to stop having sex. And regardless of Christianity, regardless of the devil, let's just think about like sabotage. Suffering. Suffering. It's like before you find your one person, it's like sleep around, have a bunch bunch of of heartbreak, cause a bunch of heartbreak, have a bunch of issues with a bunch of people and like, you know, just experience Trauma. trauma. And then you have your one person that you can trust and they're your soulmate and they're your, you know, the person you deserve to have intimacy with the most. And over the years, you guys just do nothing. You stop. You have no intimacy and how sad that is. And it's like, yeah, like 
really this is when you're married and you're in a relationship with somebody that you love and cherish you want to spend your whole life with the healthiest thing you could do is to have a lot of intimacy forever forever willingly <laughs> wanting like literally to the point in and having that connection with them but the irony is is that it usually the world has it backwards it, yeah it ends and so this was one of those solutions for us this flipping our energies healed that 100 on, on a whole other level and before that you know we had explored all kinds of other conversations around sexuality and that's why we mentioned in that episode the amount of inner work we had to do the amount of guilt and shame and these types of things you have to heal that all plays into it too but just as a little um caveat or, or a little plug to that episode that's this is what we're referring to switching your masculine feminine energies is is a big component so let's go over though real quick i, I have to make sure and drill this this point home the way this works is the masculine is first it just is what it is the sun is shining the moon then reflects the moon does not reflect without the sun first right this is just a universal principle okay everybody it just is what it is it's not better or worse it's not more powerful or less powerful none of that is true it's just an order of events and the same thing with this whole the masculine gives a house the feminine makes it, it a, a home. home. Notice so which is first. The, the masculine built the house. Yes. And then it becomes a home. Yes. Or the brings masculine the food hunts home. and brings it home and then the feminine turns it into a meal. Yes. So it's just okay. the feminine is like reflecting and amplifying what the masculine is bringing forward. Okay. And initiating. Initiating. So masculines listening, stop getting insecure and annoyed and bitter and resentful and complaining about that and just say it is what it is. It's not personal. Okay, it's not personal. It just is what it is. And so here's another way to put it in relationship is notice these core needs. Okay, so what guys or what masculines are doing out there and what I did too is I want to be respected, admired, feel powerful, feel capable, feel like I'm being you know listened to and honored as the leader or whatever. But what am I doing? Nothing. I'm waiting for you to give it to me first and then I'll do it. Bullshit. That's not how this works. I have to take care of your needs first and then as a natural side effect, you naturally give me all those feelings. Do, do you guys see? As a masculine shows up to do all the things required to make their feminine feel safe, secure, wanted, loved, desired heard understood as a natural side effect of that like the moon she is going to reflect and amplify that light and send it right back to you tenfold is there a, like if you could encourage any masculines listening because it seems overwhelming as somebody who has been very masculine <laughs> i can relate and understand and you you also can understand the feminine is is there anything you would say that could be like encouraging of like absolutely because it feels overwhelming and it feels scary like one you're not gonna be able to do it two it's gonna be hard and exhausting or three like like it just seems like the the masculine will think i'm doing everything for what so as you do that here's the best part the reward is a life you can't even imagine because your level of self-confidence your level of power and sense of 
just feeling like a fucking badass. Like you feel so good about yourself. So good. Better. I feel better about myself than ever before. More healed, more healthy, more loved, more like free of any weird guilts and shames and just shitty self-doubt and not feeling good enough. All that is eradicated. Like you're stepping into your you're power. You're stepping into your truth. You're stepping into, it's the most incredible life you could ever want to have because it's your fucking truth. If you are a genuine masculine, masculine, this is what you want. Nothing will ever make you feel better than doing this. So the reward is 100% worth it. And so the most important thing about that though is you brought up something important is in order to do this, you're gonna have to face your insecurities and you're gonna have to face your fears. And as we talk about in the inner work, whether it's in the book or whether it's on this podcast, whether it's in our content, the message of all inner work is on the other side of facing those things is true freedom and happiness, self-empowerment, self-love, and a sensation of victory, triumph. There's no greater feeling than feeling like your life is a success. Your life is a triumph. I guess this is very masculine conversation. Those are, but I, but I feel like the feminine can relate to that too. Like your life is a, is a total success. Like your life is a total victory. Like you are enjoying a life of true freedom and happiness, lasting happiness. So what makes it worth it is Remember when we went over the list of what makes the masculine feel loved, feeling respected, feeling powerful, feeling capable, feeling admired, feeling praised, all these things, you're going to get that. You're going to get that so incredibly from your feminine that you're going to feel like the king of your life. Be you're, it's just like, I don't know if I could drive this home enough that you are going to feel better about yourself than you've ever felt your entire life. Let me just put it that way. That is the most priceless feeling. Because all of the feelings that we were experiencing before of disempowerment, resentment, exhaustion, dissatisfaction, weren't coming from the other person no. doing A, B, and C. It really came from us not being in our authentic yes. self. And so yes. it wasn't me nagging you. It was like, why are you even in a position where you're nagging me? Why, yeah. why, why is am this even like this? Why do you think I didn't handle things that you even exactly. have something to say? Which then felt like disrespect. And then it was like, oh, mm -hmm. because I'm not stepping into my power mm. because you should have nothing to say, but thank you. Right. And so. <laughs> Which is why most masculines feel really disempowered, unseen, like un, un like respect, not respected and, and all these things. And so at first the ego thinks, oh, the solution is to get you to shut up and stop nagging me yeah. instead of the solution is I need to change. I take action so that the only thing that's left for you to say is thank you. Yes. Not bitching at you to get you to stop nagging yes. me, but me keep, but you just keep being the exact same. Yes. I want to keep being the exact same and I want you to stop nagging me. Yes. That's what the ego thinks the solution is. And I think a lot of masculine or men will be like, well, I should be able to be the exact same and she should stop nagging me. Good luck, in bro. Instead of thinking, well, what part am I playing in that? Yeah. And, and I am going to take accountability and talk about how nagging is such yes. a fracturing thing on a relationship and how I have so much remorse for doing that and my part in that and how... Well, that is totally me not embracing my feminine. Um, but I do, as we're talking about masculine, want to say there's a reason you're getting the nagging. 100%. And, and, and your part in it. Like, you gotta, you gotta check, you gotta be humble. 
<laughs> like, and that's why I was saying the amount of insecurity you're gonna need to face. And, and if we look, if we were to re reference back to the inner work, we know that pride is the, the internal theme we have to work through before we can get to accountability. It's also where the wound of insecurity is. So when we have a wound of insecurity, it blocks us from being able to be humble and accountable. And that's why it took me so long to figure this out. And that's why I'm trying to speed it up for anybody listening is you got to just have the courage to say, hey, I didn't know that I was doing this. It's all good. Let it go. Don't get embarrassed. Don't be, feel weird about it. There's no need to do that. You just didn't know. And so once I just admit, all right, I didn't know, well, then I'm just going to start working on this. I'm going to start changing this. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's something really beautiful that comes out of that because that is the beginning of you feeling good about yourself is because you're facing something that you're actually embarrassed of or scared of. That is why you're going to feel so good. That's the whole point people don't understand. Everybody thinks that like to become this confident, self-empowered person, we all focus on the result and we think you just got to kind of get there in this cool way. Like you do achievements and you feel so confident and you feel cool. No, 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 no. How you become a confident person is you be fucking terrified and then you do it anyway. You get embarrassed and then you do it anyway. You are vulnerable and insecure and then you do it anyway. That's what a confident person has done to become a confident person. A self-empowered person has faced all their demons. That's why we think they're cool. And everybody has the illusion that they got there from just winning all the time. No, not necessarily. They had to face all their weaknesses to become that person. So you will become that person, but it starts with your first admittance of, oh shit, I was stuck in my feminine my whole life and I didn't even realize it. And I got to just make peace with that. And yeah, I, I developed a ton of totally horrible habits for myself. I got addicted to a bunch of stuff. I, I totally let my, my partner down for years, you know, I maybe wasn't showing up sexually the way I really wanted to. I wasn't showing up financially the way I wanted to. I wasn't showing up my health the way I wanted to, you name it. And then just say, okay, cool, man. Well, let's start from here and then just start working through that. So here's what I want to make sure and say though is, okay, so now we got it masculine. You're first. So you're doing your thing and we'll maybe keep going over nuances of how this might look for you, but you're first. So you're now addressing her needs and as you address those needs you are going to get all your needs met you got to trust her in the same way i use the analogy of the farmer and a fruit tree the fruit tree is the feminine the farmer is the masculine as the masculine gives it water gives it nutrients new initiates it keeps it safe stimulates it gives it the right amount of sun gets it away from the pest gets it um everything it needs prunes it blah blah blah, blah right think of all the things a farmer has to do to that fruit tree when you do that, what does he have to do next? They wait. And then he waits and he sees, how is this going to go? And sure enough, the better he takes care of that fruit tree, the more incredible the harvest. That tree just booms with totally healthy fruits. Everything's super healthy. Everything's radiant. Everything's incredible. And it's multiplied. His efforts are multiplied a thousandfold. Okay? Now to really drive the message home, you got the next farmer who's in his wounded masculine and he doesn't want to do any of it. He just expects the fruit tree to give him the, the bountiful harvest for doing nothing. So the pests are eating it. The animals are biting the branches off. There's no nutrients. It's not getting enough water. The soil is depleted and it's not getting enough sunlight. What is that harvest going to be like? 
shitty the fruit is not even there if it's there it's small and it's mal-shaped it's not good it's not nutritious and then he looks over at the other farmer and goes what the hell oh i guess it's my tree i guess it's my tree bro <laughs> no bro it's not your tree i guess it's my wife i, I guess it's my wife i guess wife. it's the woman i should go be with someone else no dude that is the reflection of your efforts so, so now if he is doing that now we got to go over well how can you be a part of that transition so something important to caveat and say here is that as as the person stepping into their feminine steps into their feminine it's not that they don't have feedback anymore the, the fruit tree analogy was really great because if the fruit tree isn't getting enough soil isn't getting right nutrients yeah, the, water the, the leaves kind of turn a color to give you a hint right it's going to reflect and say yes. something is off and giving you the ideas of what could be done better to improve your harvest. And yes. so the feminine principle is constantly going to give feedback. Yes. The difference is, is that it won't be nagging. It will be more of an oracle, like yes. divine, like inspired message that the masculine appreciates and says like, wow, awesome, on it, thank you. Whereas thank you for helping us achieve this goal even better. From the wounded state when, you know, I'm your wife and I'm trying to get you to change course or fix something or help something or, you know, I can see us going into danger and you're not being in your masculine it turns into nagging, bitching, repe repetitive, like Taking it then I get resentful, then I got to take it in my own hands and it's like passive aggressive, like fine, I'll do it myself. You're not listening because the dynamic isn't right. Mm -hmm. It's like one is I am going to get these downloads. They are going to be true, but I don't need to have any sense of resentment because of course my man's going to listen and mm -hmm. be like on it because he's Why in his I? masculine he's mm -hmm. gonna be like thanks for letting me know just like the the farmer will go oh wow the the leaves are withering i'm gonna go get more water got it there's like tree what's wrong with you it's like yeah. stop needing water stop damn it needing water it's like <laughs> of course i'm gonna go get water like got it on it and it's glad like, glad you had that to show me i else you know i would have shown up to the harvest and been like oh dang why didn't the fruit no yeah, the tree is you giving you is giving you feedback so that you can get what you want so in the same way now the dynamic is I come from this very like trusting place when I tell you. I don't need to repeat myself. I don't need to hound you down. Uh, and like, I think as we close up this podcast, I think what we should do is give steps for each person. 100%. And so you said the masculine needs to initiate and start stepping into their masculine first. Mm -hmm. The feminine will then soften and reciprocate. And so, has to let go. And has to let and go. That's, I was going to make sure we say that's going to be the thing because we went over what he's going to have to face she's gonna have to face trust and surrender that's it right here so as you okay. are in agreement and you're mm -hmm. like hey i'm gonna be in the masculine i'm like great i'm gonna step in my feminine so if i observe something that i need from you mm -hmm. i don't need to nag you i don't need to hunt you down i don't need to repeat it i don't need to follow you around i don't need to do it myself and get resentful i just need to tell you communicate and trust you and, and be I'm, grateful yeah and then i'm gonna say it's done and i'm gonna have I'm gonna confidence in you and say he's got it mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna nitpick him i'm not gonna follow him around i'm not gonna nag him i'm just gonna be like he's got it gonna respect that he said he would do it he's gonna do it so that means letting go yep. so for me to be in my feminine i need to stop 
being in the masculine like i have to micromanage everything now this might take trust because you have to build faith in this if you haven't done this your whole relationship you have to start building a testimony of starting with small things so she might say i don't know matt i need you to set aside a certain amount for savings or something okay i do that and she says oh wow look he followed through then she gives me a, another thing of like hey to feel more secure we need to do a b and c i do that and she goes wow look at this and then what you start to do is you build a testimony of trusting that when your partner says i will do that for us when your masculine follows through then you say wow this is so beautiful he feels respected he feels empowered because whatever she requests it feels safe secure he's like i can do that for you i'll provide that for you so he feels like a badass and then she feels super safe and secure and they trust each other to lead to their shared mission yeah and as a feminine my job is to be in my intuition to be to have mm -hmm. a creative vision to like be in that creativity that vision that dream that love that like to, the seeing the seer, the seer not the doer the oracle. and i think that as a masculine it can be easy to not respect the feminine and be like well what are you doing and that is because the toxic masculine doesn't respect the gifts of, of the, the feminine. feminine it yeah. only respects the gifts masculine. of the masculine so if you're not meeting me in masculine traits i don't respect you which is what happens in like the workplace yep. is like in the working world and why i was conditioned to be masculine was yep. because the only way to be respected in a workplace is to act like a masculine yep. be consistent be logical be rational be a doer do these things being feminine being intuitive being a seer like being in these more creative like it's almost like spiritualness the it's like it's not it's not tangible yeah. but like i am doing things like a woman's giving birth having a baby you don't even see the baby it's like in her womb For and it's happening passively yeah. and it's like things are happening but they're 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 different yeah and so but the masculine's like i don't see it it's not you know tangible it's not productive it's not consistent so i don't respect it and it's like i can get the same thing accomplished over a lunar cycle with the cycle of my flow versus like the masculine is like solar and like daily we we operate completely different well i think here's some really good practical examples uh, that you just brought up is what we've noticed in our relationship is the linear the masculine has to trial and error a lot whereas ash would just know don't go that way and so like for example i can't even tell you how many times in our relationship where I'm like, no, I got to do it this way. I got to do this. And it's like totally wrong. <laughs> but I have to keep fucking it up like over and over and over again. And then the whole time though, she knew don't do it that way. But I didn't listen. And so one of the drawbacks to not honoring femininity just on this topic alone is masculinity has to make the mistake over and over and over again. And then they course correct it's it's just like don't tell me what to do like i'll find out if this works or not and then she literally already knew because she's the map and compass we don't need to try we to don't do that, need yeah. to try to find out if that didn't work it's not going to work and i already know that but his pride because it's toxic masculinity it's stuck in pride the pride says no don't tell me what to do how i could already you know that how could you, don't you know possibly anything. how could you know anything i don't know and that's the that's the huge problem. And you, another thing I want to make sure and say for the sake of this podcast is the irony of the society we live in today is that it's actually the pendulum effect of toxic masculinity. And that's why it's not 
necessarily the long lasting solution. Feminine people all swinging into their masculine to be respected is not the long-term solution. The long-term solution, like you just pointed out, would be to learn to appreciate femininity and the gifts. for its gifts and powers. Let's talk about these steps to wrap this up of steps mm -hmm. that we can take to flip. So here's what I would say is because the masculine is showing up to meet her needs and then his are going to get met as a side effect. What I think worked for us is when I looked at that list of what she needs to feel truly loved is then I just start asking and I got out a list and I started jotting down. So if I ask her, I say, okay, what do you need to feel secure? She's going to give me the feedback like the fruit tree. She's going to say, well, I need a savings and I need this and I need you to show up to this. And I, and I say, okay, got it. Let me write this down. Do, 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 do. I'm getting all my tasks together, right? My missions, because you can give me a task. I'll freaking crush it. I'm one point track mind. I have a task. I can't think of anything else. I'm going to get that done because I am just purely in the mask. I just want to do this task. I don't want to think about anything else. So instead of trying to invent the wheel and try to figure out what you need, just ask you what you need in the same way the farmer doesn't need to run around trying 10 different things like we just talked about don't try 10 different things to get the fruit tree healthy just look at it what it's telling you so same thing i go straight to my feminine and i say hey what do you need to feel secure she's going to tell me what i need because it's not there's no there's no set thing here for everybody's relationship everybody needs different things so same thing i'm going to say well, what do you need to feel safe okay she's going to have some feedback to that well what do you need to feel heard and understood hmm noted okay i'll, I'll work on that what do you need? Right. And I go through the list and now she's going to give me the feedback of what needs to be done. And then here's where I get to be the sexy masculine is I get to say, I'm going to get on that right now. And I get to initiate all so that. So sexy. And then she gets to be like, <laughs> Woo like so sexy, like, yeah. look, he's getting it done. Yeah. And then she gets like super attracted to me, which then I feel yeah. respected. Then I feel admired. And then I feel praised. The cycle repeats. And the cycle repeats and it repeats. And you go a lifetime of eternal growth this yeah. way because any goal I want to achieve, I can bring it to my feminine. She's going to oracle it up. She's going to give me feedback. She's going to have ideas. And I'm going to say that will, I'll get that done. Yeah. We'll do it. And then we'll meet back again. I and can already reconnect. see like so many people so, in like toxic masculinity being so annoyed by that. Like they feel like they shouldn't have to provide, serve, protect for their feminine. It's like red flag. Out red flag honestly like red honestly. flag because I, if if you so, are going for so those selfish. dynamics then you just have to decide if you're somebody who wants to be in your feminine if you're okay being in a relationship with somebody like that because to me it's not attractive one of the most important things that that just made me think of is toxic masculine is a masculine person who is stuck in their ego and they are self-serving yeah completely to the point of extremity of you know all the crazy raping and pillaging of, that we've seen over the thousands of years the true divine masculine this is why going all the way back to the beginning of this episode i said you have to have divine masculine on the planet it's essential you need both of these energies equally on the planet in a 50 50 ratio of respect and praise for each other the divine masculine is here to be of service and just like Jesus said, let the greatest amongst you be the servant because Jesus is a perfect example of divine masculine, obviously. And he was trying to say, if you want to be a powerful masculine, be a servant, 
be of service. And a man that has a mission is a man of service. And all kings that have ever been in integrity have have been beloved by their people because they served their people. As being in service, not they being were servants of the people. Served. And yeah. that's how government was technically supposed to be. The government is supposed to be serving the people. Yeah. <laughs> so they're called public servants. Public servants. Even though exactly. It's not- so a true leader is actually of service. So we have no, why would you ever be afraid of masculinity then? if it's literally there to serve you and make your life better. And this is where it starts in relationships. So it's really funny because in retrospect, like it seems like femininity got that um, projected on them, that all totally. fe- femininity is there it's to just do to be a certain, no. a service. Femininity is there to amplify the service that they're being shown. Yeah. And they're there to nourish and it is its own form of service, but that but it, it got projected that only femininity is service oriented. And who created that? Toxic, Toxic masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what? Like, like men are of service too. It's like we have our own versions of it. But it's so funny that. But I would even say go deeper on that point before you keep going is no, literally masculine is their point is to be of service. Yeah, That's but their purpose. Women are, are women. Femininity is also, we have our sure. own version of wanting to be of service and to nurture and to, sure, sure. you know, cook and like, do sure. like provide reciprocate, nourishment, reciprocate, reciprocate, amplify and mirror. Yeah, totally. And relieve yeah. like, you know, the hard work that you're, you're doing yeah. it, putting in. But it's like so funny that the idea of service got projected only onto femininity. Yeah, and, and toxic masculine masculinity is, is just like, here to take. It's just here to take. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what? We're both here to serve 100%. And that's in our way. That's the true eternal beauty of the two energies yeah. is if they're both in service to each other, you will have a divine union of incredible sex, incredible finances, yeah. incredible security, incredible health, all aspects going full circle back to the beginning of the podcast. Your whole life will be its most heightened version because you have two people in full divine service and love to each other and it's just like you're so much more powerful as that unit so let's do a rapid fire like right off the top of your head like no further explanation let's just do like quick things back and forth of steps that we've taken to help us flip so one i've i've had to learn to get in my feminine i've had to learn to let go um, suspend my micromanaging, nagging, and critiquing, criticizing. All of that has, is so damaging uh, to the masculine. Instead, I've learned to be more affirming and celebratory and acknowledging of what you do do and how you do show up with gratitude. And it's so funny because I can see how it takes both to to accomplish this totally. right it's it's at the same time so what are some things for mm-hmm. you and before you could even do that i have to i think the very first thing honestly for the masculine is i have to want to do this so i had to really want this i had to see the benefits i also had to see how it wasn't working and i had to be interested and highly motivated to be like i'm going to figure this out that was most important because then it gave me my first mission. My first mission is, hey man, figure out how to be in your masculine. That's, it's like the most obvious, but well, it's not the most obvious, it's the most overlooked. We overlook this first and most crucial step is I have to want it, I have to see the benefits and I have to be excited about it. From there, I have to be highly concerned with, with your needs rather than just my own. And that was one of the most, humbling things I could admit is that as much as I thought I was a great guy 
in so many ways, I was actually very self-centered and self-absorbed because I was only thinking of my own needs and I just expected you to be good. And I think that's a common thing guys say all the time is they just want their wives or their feminine partner to just be good, right? Like, just be good, leave me alone, like, we're fine. So I think the biggest thing is I had to be humble enough to say, you're not fine and I need to take interest in that and I need to figure out why and I need to participate in helping you fix that. And then come to find out 99% of it's fucking my fault. It's my fault. I'm not giving you the things you wanted. So I got to be humble enough to swallow that and be like, shoot, I have to do that. So I got to want it. And then the first thing is I have to see that your needs matter. And then I have to check in with, well, where have I been letting that down? Then that's going to spark my, my actual practical steps to take from there. Awesome. The next things is that I had to take more interest in taking care of myself, the environment, my home, my body, uh, my self-care more than I cared about accomplishing, achieving, and having to produce and provide. And so a, a lot of my mindset, which I didn't realize, was super obsessed and constantly thinking about those masculine priorities. And again, with the letting go is that I just didn't have to let them go. I had to learn to replace them. So in moments where I would want to be more productive, I had to allow myself to soften and say, actually, you're tired. You're allowed to rest. You're allowed to relax. You're allowed to replenish. And instead of being like, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to take care of the house to say, that's actually one of the most important things that I could do right now is nourish both of us, like take care of our food, clean up the house, take care of our environment, take care of my own body, take a bath, do my yoga, just take care more instead of putting all those things aside because I don't have time for that. So that actually, as silly as it sounds, because it's like for you, you're like, oh, it's so easy. It's terrifying. It's really scary. And it's, it was really hard to relax and to not being stopping so neurotic and uh to give myself the gift of those feminine and I also like explored some things like creative things like I remember I went and got some paints and like I started reading the artist way and I started to just like nurture the feminine parts of me more mm -hmm. and then I think on that same same note I would say then I had to nurture the masculine things in me which was to start to derive satisfaction self-worth and pleasure from delayed gratifications and from achieving my goals and i think this was so important because when a masculine is in their feminine they're instant gratification seeking playful and pleasure seeking and so i had to learn that it's vastly more fulfilling to have delayed gratification it's also way more pleasurable to derive satisfaction from showing up in my masculine so uh, uh, the biggest point of that being i mentioned this earlier in the podcast today of deriving joy and pleasure from seeing ash getting to be in her feminine and seeing her light up in that that brought me so much fulfillment which is just another way of saying learning to find joy and pleasure in being in my masculine learning to 
take pleasure in all the awesome masculine things I do, all the security and safety that I provide and learning to, to value that because technically when in my wounded state, I didn't value it. Remember, the wounded masculine doesn't value their masculinity. They think femininity is the, the way to go. And so I had to relearn how to appreciate my masculinity from a healthy place. I had to learn that it was so cool. I had to fall in love with my masculinity. I had to think it was badass again. I had to see that, oh, masculinity isn't the problem. Toxic masculinity was the problem. And there's a total difference. I still get to be a badass. I still get to be physical. I still get to be linear. I still get to like handle shit. I just do it in a loving way. Oh, well, then that's awesome. Like I can do that. So I kind of had to fall back in love with being in my masculine energies, initiating things, meeting my goals, taking care of you and like make, like seeing you happy, helping us feel secure, taking care of things, being responsible, had to learn how to find so much joy in being responsible and learning how badass it is to be responsible, how much peace of mind I can create for myself by being responsible. I think this was the biggest, one of the biggest anchors that made this all worth it was learning to see that being in my healthy masculine was the most rewarding way to live. Yeah. And I would add on to that with the initiating, like with intimacy is like you took on that role of like, I'm going to initiate intimacy more. And yeah, like I literally don't expect you to ever initiate. In fact, I, unless I told you to, which is, <laughs> that would be besides the point because I would have initiated. So the irony is I literally do not expect that. And in a lot of ways, a true masculine finds that unattractive or pre like well i didn't ask for this like sometimes you would initiate me and what would i i'd be like oh well i'm not really in the mood for this right now see and if you find that in your relationship it's probably because the masculine's not taking ownership of the yeah. initiation of the sexuality so that was a huge one yeah it's been great i mean it's been great like you're super initiatory now and it's then awesome. i and then i also never feel like my pleasure is being it's really sexy <laughs> like i never feel like it's being withheld i never yeah. feel like i don't have yeah, it used to feel like wow like how come i'm not getting sex it's like so then i would go to porn guys, and I'll go, like, like, yeah it's like dude it's because you you're not initiating when's the last time you like wooed your woman yeah. or wooed your feminine it's like you probably haven't and so if you've been waiting around for a week or two it's like what you waiting yeah. for so it, it, so that was another huge one is let's we got to make sure and cover the intimacy like of course that was a massive one yeah. is changing the responsibility of initiating the intimacy and taking ownership of that and saying if i want sexuality in this relationship that's on me to create an environment and a situation where you will feel sexy to have that and i think that's an important caveat <laughs> is i can't just like randomly when you're middle of something like and you do not feel sexy try and then and then what am i going to do i'm going to leave that you're gonna be like oh what the no i'm like doing a b and c right now like it's not appropriate and then i'm going to feel rejected and then it's going to be like well i won't ever do that again and you, it's like no light some candles give you like set you up make sure you feel sexy hey babe go take a shower like get yeah. ready like start off making it as easy as possible for her to relax yeah you do a really good job of making sure everything is handled there's nothing to stress about like yes. everything has been handled you'll even like make sure like there's like a nice environment you'll yeah, yeah. start a tub and like you it, it just feels very sexy like make sure you, you are able to relax because for yeah. a feminine to feel sexy she needs to feel relaxed yeah it's super she needs sexy. to feel like she doesn't have to think about anything i love that so 
yeah, that's that's kind of been our journey, and I think it just it's a it's a long process. It's not just going to yeah, happen overnight. There's so much nuance we could keep going over. And you have to kind of be aware of yourself in random mundane moments, like oh, I'm doing it again. I'm you know I'm being super masculine. It's like oh, I want to be more feminine. I want to let you lead more. I'll I'll notice myself like going back to my old habits and just you know self awareness and redirect myself a little bit. Hey, I, it would be a total disservice if I didn't mention this one too. Is uh, the biggest thing also though that I had to let go of is addictions. Yeah. So any addictions that the wounded masculine has formed in their time being feminine, they have to examine that because the reason why this is such an important point is you'll never derive true satisfaction from your masculinity if you still have an addiction to pleasure seeking because you'll you'll always be struggling between your masculine delayed gratification and your instant gratification and it'll be this like power struggle within you and you'll never feel truly empowered so long as you still have all these addictions because they'll they'll still own you they yeah. still rule you so that i had to stop looking at porn i had to stop smoking pot every day i had to watch and totally cut back the alcohol consumption you you have to be mindful of these things because whatever your addiction is it is robbing you of that masculine uh empowerment yeah and putting you back into that just passive state passive yeah state. yep so awesome we hope you guys enjoyed this episode yeah this was fun and um of course you can go to the yogacouple.com backslash backslash namaste together for that challenge that i mm. had mentioned earlier in the episode uh couples 13 day challenge and this topic is one of the things we cover in it and some other ways that you can continue learning and just diving into your inner work is our book the inner work it's on amazon we'll put links on this show notes you can get it on audible you can get a paperback and you can also get it on kindle and if you really enjoy us and you want to spend more time with us, we invite you to come study with us at our institute, Sacred Yoga Institute. It's an eight-month program. We meet online on Zoom every week. We have one-on-one -on -one mentorship calls with our students. It's a deep dive into personal inner work, yoga, self-healing. Uh, it's basically like your own hero's journey of self-healing, and then you learn how to guide other people and teach other people and basically do what we do. And so if you want to come study with us, get certified as a 200-hour Yoga Alliance registered yoga teacher and inner work facilitator, you can go to sacredyogainstitute.com and we would love to have you join us. So until next time. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.